You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from beautiful Central Florida. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes out to listen to today's episode. This is episode 80, and we're going to be answering an important question, uh, that is, can gay people go to heaven? And I am super excited to dive into this. And I know I say that every episode, but like, legitimately, I'm I'm always excited, so I mean it. I, I'm excited to dive into this episode, and everyone's like, you're always excited, I know, because I love answering questions, so that's why I'm excited. Um, Before we actually dive into the meat of today's topic, quick reminder, uh, I want to just encourage everyone to make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. Uh, Maybe you are new to the podcast, maybe even this is your first time listening to an episode of the podcast. Uh, maybe you stumbled across the podcast on Twitter or Facebook and you know now you're, you're streaming this from our website right now and you're listening to this uh, you know on the audio player on theology for the rest of us.com maybe maybe even maybe you're still in the Twitter uh, browser while you're listening to this and so I'd encourage you uh, right underneath the audio player you will see a link that says subscribe on iTunes or subscribe on Android. Can you do me a huge favor click whichever one applies to you. And that'll take you over to a page where you can uh, subscribe. That does a major thing. It delivers every episode directly to your device. Make sure it makes sure you never miss an episode. You can also find us on any podcast app you may be familiar with. So not just iTunes or the Android apps, but you can find us on Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. Uh, we're even available now on Spreaker. And so you can find us on whatever app you're familiar with. Make sure you are subscribed. You'll never miss an episode. All right, let's dive into the meat of today's episode. I got an email a few days ago from a guy named Brian. Uh, he sent a very long email with a lot of encouraging words. So, Brian, thank you so much uh, for your email and your encouraging words. That was uh, great to read. And then Brian asked, how do I answer people in my church who ask, can gay people go to heaven? I believe that they can go to heaven because they're forgiven of their sins. But what do we do with certain passages of scripture that lead us to believe that they cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven? He specifically mentioned 1 Corinthians chapter chapter 6, uh, verses 9 through 11. I'm going to read the passage that he mentioned in his email, uh, as well as some additional ones. So let's start with the passage that Brian mentioned. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 11 say, Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor the thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus by the Spirit by the Spirit of our God. Now, let me read you a few additional ones. Revelation 22 in verse 15 is giving this picture of people that are outside of the kingdom of God, people who are basically not in heaven. It's outside are the dogs and the sorcerers and the sexually immoral and the murderers and the idolaters and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. So there's a very clear list of people there who will be outside the kingdom of heaven. Um, and then again in Galatians chapter 5, we see the Apostle Paul writing uh, in verse 19, Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkardness, orgies, things like these, uh, things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom 
of God. Okay, Ephesians 5 says this again, For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure who, or who is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Now, so I, the, the, I mean, the Bible's making it very clear. There is a particular group of people who will not uh, inherit the kingdom of God. And there's, that's, there's a long concept idea of inheriting the kingdom of God. We'll cover that in future episodes. But in essence, that means you won't go to heaven when you die. You won't be with God forever. Uh, you won't have eternal life. You're not saved. Okay, like, that's the bottom line. If you are one of these people, you will end up suffering the consequences of that for all of eternity. This is a very, very sobering idea. And obviously, amongst that list of sins mentioned in 1 Corinthians 6, it, it talks about people who practice homosexuality. So this is where sometimes people say, well, gay people can't go to heaven, and, and they quote this verse. But they seemingly forget that that, that that sin that's listed there in 1 Corinthians 6 is, is in the middle of many other sins. And several of the passages of the Bible that use the same language about not inheriting the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven um, that I've quoted here, you notice that none of the other ones mention homosexuality. Like, like the Bible doesn't point that one sin out. And the Bible doesn't say that homosexuals can't go to heaven. It's not what it says. It says that anyone who is in any of these categories will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. They will not inherit, you know, they have no part in the kingdom of God. They're, they're not really the elect. They're not really a part of God's family. And so that, that's really, really important that the Bible doesn't single out one sin like so many people in modern American Christianity seem to point out. So as we evaluate these scriptures, I think there's a few questions that immediately come to mind in the minds of a lot of people. Number one a question people might ask is, well, if I commit one of these actions one time, does that disqualify me from having eternal life forever? I mean, am I pretty much labeled forever? If that's the case, all of us at some point have committed at least one of these sins. That means we're all damned. We're all in some serious trouble. Um, I don't believe that's the case. I think when we evaluate the passage, these passages of Scripture in their context, and as we read through the narratives of the New Testament, we see very clearly that we're not talking about a one-time action. We're talking about people who have a pattern of doing these things over and over and over again. Now, that means one of two things. That means that there may be people who come to faith in Christ, who, who believe in Jesus, but they continue to um, continue to sin over and over again, and then eventually they lose their salvation, that God takes their salvation away from them because they've sinned too much, and they disqualify themselves from eternal life. So people who, you know, they're, they're, people who would embrace this perspective would say, well, there are some people who genuinely believe in God, they put their faith in Christ, they become Christians. If they were to die that moment, they would go to heaven, but yet they live their life in such a way where they continue the pattern of sin, and they commit these sins over and over again. Some of them or all of them or a portion of them and at some point, because they continue to sin, God says, no more. I'm going to strip you of your right of coming to heaven. That's one view. I believe that view is contrary to what I see in the rest of the New Testament. So there's an additional view that I think makes more sense. And that is that people who live uh, who live in these patterns are people who are never really saved. Like if you're someone that's practicing sexual immorality over and over and over again, it's probably because you don't have a relationship with God. It's probably because you've never been a true believer. I think, as I look through the, the, the holistic nature of the New Testament, I look and see if people are 
if, if someone really believes in God, if someone truly puts their faith in Jesus, someone has a real friendship with God, and they really have a genuine affinity and love for God, what will happen is that over time, they will become more like Jesus. Over time, they will begin to sin less, and they will hate their sin more. They will love God more. They will then choose to behave by the power of, and the grace of God in their lives, will behave more like Christ, and they will then lessen the pattern. So over and over and over again. So if you are someone who over the course of your life you you claim to be a Christian you claim to believe but you continue to continue uh, the patterns of these sinful things in your life well then chances are your belief was fraudulent you didn't you were not a real believer like and I've talked about this before I wrote about this extensively in my book called Redefine uh, I've talked about this in a few previous episodes uh, briefly but the idea that like if you are continually sinning and continually you know, not living a lifestyle it's because you're not a genuine believer let me give you an example if I were to sit up if I were to sit here and tell you that I believe BMW is the greatest car on the planet, which I happen to believe they're the best car company in terms of their engineering. And but what if I keep what if I, I could afford to buy a BMW, but I keep buying Toyotas and I keep telling you, listen, BMWs are the best, they're the best, they're the best. Make sure you buy a BMW, but then I buy a Toyota. You would look at me and say, Are you a real believer? Because you keep saying with your mouth you're a believer, but your actions don't seem to back it up. You see, it's it's not the action of buying the car that makes you a believer, but the action of buying the car. It, it corroborates that you are that you're a genuine believer that your confidence really is there and in the same way if you're if your confidence really is in Christ and in Christ alone if you're a true believer then eventually there will be evidences of that by the way you live your life and the way you behave and so that that's ultimately what I think that the narrative of the New Testament as a whole is talking about now if you are someone that's not a genuine believer and you commit sin then the Bible labels you by your sin like if you are someone who practices homosexuality and and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, then the Bible labels you as a man who practices homosexuality. If you're a thief or a covetous, covetous person, or if you're an idolater, or whatever your sin pattern is, if you do not have a genuine relationship with Jesus, if you, if, if you don't have a friendship with God, if you have not genuinely put all your confidence and hope in Christ and only in Christ, then the Bible still labels you and identifies you by your sin. And that's what these verses are doing. They're labeling the people saying, people who are this, 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 and this, they have no part in the kingdom of heaven. However, the Bible doesn't label Christians by their sin. People who have a genuine friendship with God, who have put all their hope and faith in Christ, are labeled and identified by God in the scriptures extremely differently. More than 50 times in the New Testament, believers in Jesus are labeled as saints. Yeah, the, the word saint. So if you are someone that genuinely believes, you are a saint. Once you put your faith in Christ, you are fully justified. That means that your sin record is wiped clean as if you've never even sinned. I talked about this extensively uh, in episode 28. It is one of the most important episodes I've ever recorded. I would highly, highly encourage you go back and listen to episode 28. If you are a true believer in Christ, you've been justified. It's as if you've never even sinned. So you're not labeled a homosexual. You're not labeled a, a sexual a sexual immoral person. You're not labeled a covetous, a covetous person person. You're not labeled an idolater. The Bible says you are labeled righteous. 2 Corinthians 5.21 tells us that Christ became sin for us on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God. We are labeled as righteous. We are labeled as clean. We are labeled as innocent before God. Let's go back and read that, that passage in 1 Corinthians again very clearly, just so we make sure we understand. Paul, right before Paul gives us the list of sins, the list of people who won't go to heaven, he gives us 
a very clear terminology as to how these people are overarchingly labeled, or how they're labeled in an overarching manner. He says in verse 9, Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. And then he goes on and begins to label the people or describe the people that are in the unrighteous category. You see, you see what's clear there? But if you were... But if you are in relationship with Christ, you're not labeled unrighteous anymore. You're labeled righteous. You're identified very differently. We see this a moment later in verse 11. And such were some of you. Paul's saying, like, listen, some of you, he's talking to the Christians in Corinth. Listen, some of you, you used to be in this category. Some of you used to be sexual, sexually immoral. Some of you used to be idolatry. Some of you used to practice homosexuality. Some of you guys used to do all these sinful things, and you had no part in the kingdom of God. But now, because of your faith, something has changed. Some of you were this, but, he says, you were wise. Washed, you were sanctified, and you were justified. I talked about sanctification, by the way, in episode 29. You can go listen to that. But he makes it clear, like, you used to be this. You used to identify you as one of these sinful things, and that means you were, you were, you were not going to go to heaven. But now, because of your faith in Christ, you've been washed, sanctified, and justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, you're no longer identified as unrighteous. You are now righteous. Romans 5 talks about how we used to be enemies of God, on, basically on God's bad side. We were disapproved by God. We, there was hostility between us and God. But because of what Christ did on our behalf, because of justification, we, are now, we now have peace with God. The record has been wiped clean. We are now friends of God. And that is work that God has done on our behalf, motivated by his incredible love for us. So the question is, can gay people go to heaven? Well, that there's a two there's a two part answer to that. Number one, if you are someone that has that had that deals with same gender attraction, you're attracted to the same gender, or you identify with gay as being gay, and you then come to faith in Christ and you put all your hope and faith in Jesus, you're forgiven. So you're no longer labeled gay. You're no longer labeled homosexual. You're labeled righteous. So you may still deal with the propensity of being gay. You may still have same gender attraction. You People may label you as gay, but God doesn't label you as gay. So you're going to heaven. See, some people will say, well, that's a gay person. They go to heaven. I go, no, no, that may be a gay person, but God doesn't label them as gay. God labels them as righteous. So they go to heaven. In that case, that person would go to heaven. The second part of that answer would be this. It'll make sure really clearly. Maybe you're gay. Maybe you, you, you would call yourself gay. Maybe you've dealt with same gender attraction and you continue to live a lifestyle of being homosexual. You continue to practice the behavior of homosexuality, which is outside of God's ideal design. Well, then I would question whether or not you're really a Christian. Like if you say, well, I believe in God, but you continue to practice the behavior, I would say, well, as we know, Christians, when they put their faith in Christ, if they really believe, eventually they will begin to live it out. And if, you, if, you, if you've lived a gay lifestyle, or if you, if you claim to be gay, and you put your faith in Jesus, but then you continue to live a gay, life, gay lifestyle, and there's no shifting in your lifestyle whatsoever, then I would question whether or not you're really a believer. And if you're not really a believer, you're not labeled righteous. You're labeled unrighteous. You're labeled as a homosexual. And the Bible does clearly state anyone labeled like that in God's eyes will not go to heaven. See, so the question is not if you like men, if you're, you know, if, or if you like you know, the same gender. That, that doesn't mean that doesn't necessarily mean you go to heaven or hell. It's how are you labeled in God's eyes, and that is not based upon your behavior. That's based upon your confidence 
and your faith. Again, go back to episode 28. I talk about that extensively there. If you truly believe in Jesus, if you truly are a follower of Jesus, if you truly love God and you, and you want to put all your hope and confidence and trust in him and him alone, if you do that, the record is wiped clean. You are forgiven. You're ushered back into friendship with God, which is awesome. You're labeled righteous. You are identified as righteous and you are guaranteed to be with God forever. But if you just say with your mouth you love God, but you don't actually live that out, if there's no actual evidence in your life that you actually love God, then chances are you're probably labeled unrighteous. And the Bible then would identify you as a homosexual. And in that case, you would not go to heaven. See, the question is not about can gay people go to heaven? The question is can unrighteous people go to heaven? And the answer is no. That's why Jesus came to planet earth because unrighteous people can't make it in. He came to planet earth to make a way for us to be made righteous in the sight of God again. And that happens by putting all your hope and faith in Christ. If you haven't done that, I encourage you to do so. If you are someone that'd like to put your hope and faith in Christ, but you're not sure how to do that, shoot me an email. I'd love to dialogue with you. Um, you know, you can shoot me an email and we'll set up a time to chat by phone or Skype. Uh, you can email me, hey Ortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's also the same email address that you can use if you'd like to shoot me a question or a topic that you'd like to have answered on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I sure hope it's been helpful and insightful for you. If you'd like to connect with me personally, the best way to do that is on Twitter. Reach out to me at Kenneth Ortiz. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. Our intro and outro theme music has been I'm Shipping Up to Boston by the Dropkick Murphys. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us. I must